This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of THA leg length discrepancy from the recon section on orthobullets.com. THA leg length discrepancy is said to be the most common reason for litigation following total hip arthroplasty. Operative limb lengthening is the most common. Functional but transient limb length differences are also common. As far as the etiology of THA leg length discrepancy, contracture leads to pelvic obliquity. Abduction contracture causes the involved hemipelvis to be lower, creating an apparent long leg. Adduction contracture, on the other hand, causes the involved hemipelvis to be higher, creating an apparent short leg. The etiology of THA leg length discrepancy is also related to weakness, where weak abductors may provide the sensation of a long leg in the absence of a true leg length discrepancy. Again, weak abductors may provide the sensation of a long leg in the absence of a true leg length discrepancy. This will usually resolve within three to six months postoperatively. As far as prevention, preoperative planning reduces the incidence of postoperative discrepancies. As far as the presentation of THA leg length discrepancy, patients may feel a perceived leg length discrepancy despite anatomic equality. On physical exam, postoperative assessment of limb length discrepancy should include true limb length as well as apparent limb length. The true limb length is measured from the anterior superior iliac spine to the medial malleolus. The apparent limb length is determined by adding the effect of the soft tissue contractures and pelvic obliquity. However, this is difficult to truly measure. Recommended views on radiographs include an AP pelvis. Findings may reveal leg length discrepancy, increased neck length. However, keep in mind that increasing femoral offset will not increase limb length. Again, increasing femoral offset will not increase limb length. Treatment of THA leg length discrepancy can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes a shoe lift, which is adequate in most cases. However, make sure to wait six months until treatment to allow adequate relaxation of muscles. Again, wait six months until treatment to allow adequate relaxation of muscles. As far as operative options, revision total hip arthroplasty is rare. However, indications include significant leg length discrepancy that affect the quality of life and has not resolved over 6 to 12 months. Keep in mind that there is a concern for dislocation with revision surgery, especially if you're attempting to shorten the limb. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over two questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, All of the following intraoperative techniques may result in lengthening of the operative leg during total hip arthroplasty except, and the choices are 1, increasing the femoral neck offset, 2, increasing the femoral neck length, 3, incomplete insertion of a cemented femoral stem, 4, making a high femoral neck cut just below the femoral head, and 5, bone grafting superior to the acetabulum to seat the cup more inferior. The correct answer to this question is 1, increasing the femoral neck offset. So limb length discrepancy, especially operative limb lengthening, is a common complication following total hip arthroplasty that can lead to patient dissatisfaction. Extending the femoral neck offset does not lengthen the limb. Rather, it increases the horizontal distance of the stem away from the femoral head. This increases abductor tension, improving stability. It should be noted that weakness of the abductors can result in patient sensation of leg lengthening in the absence of any true leg length discrepancy. Bave et al. reviewed 78 patients who complained of poor function three months following total hip arthroplasty. The patients were evaluated by physical exam, 
3D gait analysis, and isokinetic strength testing. Muscle weakness, muscle tightness, limb length discrepancies, and limb malalignment were the most common findings. Maloney et al. reviewed the etiologies, complications, and proper management of limb length discrepancy following total hip arthroplasty. Careful preoperative physical exam and preoperative templating can be useful in mitigating postoperative leg length discrepancy. And moving on to the final question, all of the following interventions help restore anatomic limb length following total hip arthroplasty except, and the choices are one, preoperative templating, two, use of an arthroplasty system incorporating variable neck lengths, three, intraoperative assessment of limb length, four, use of a modular arthroplasty system that allows variable femoral offset, and five, clinical and radiographic preoperative assessment for limb length discrepancy. The correct answer to this question is four, use of a modular arthroplasty system that allows variable femoral offset. So femoral offset can be decreased following total hip arthroplasty compared to the preoperative anatomy. A decrease in femoral offset moves the femur closer to the pelvis, which can result in impingement at the extremes of movement. Moving the femur medially also results in soft tissue laxity. Both of these problems can cause instability and possible dislocation. Increasing femoral offset, which moves the femur laterally, will decrease impingement and improve soft tissue tension, resulting in better stability without lengthening the leg. Born et al. reviewed techniques to restore femoral offset during total hip arthroplasty, preoperative templating, intraoperative assessment of limb length, and high offset femoral necks are helpful to replicate femoral offset. Sue et al. reviewed a series of total hip arthroplasties to evaluate how well preoperative templating corresponded with postoperative limb lengthening and femoral offset. They reported both parameters were on average within two millimeters of the preoperative template. That's all for this review about THA leg length discrepancy. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.